listening to Chasing Prophecy Radio, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. On UPRN Talk Radio, FM 107.7 in New Orleans and FM 105.3 in Mississippi. If it's unexplainable, we're talking about it. Whether you're a believer or a skeptic, we cover everything where the unknown becomes the known. And now, here's your host, Jenny Nicasio. Hello, New Orleans on FM 107.7 and 105.3 in Henderson Point, Mississippi, and everywhere streaming around the world. I'm Jenny Nicasio. Welcome you to Chasing Prophecy Radio. Tonight is extra special because we're joined by the remarkable Barbara Whip. She's not just an award-winning author, but an international peace activist, which is really interesting, and a respected psychic channel. And we're going to get into that, so I'm not really sure what that means, channel. Barbara brings wealth and knowledge and a unique insight that are sure to captivate us tonight. So as we delve into the world of psychic phenomena and peace activism, which is, I don't know, I can't see the two together, but we'll figure that out. Oh boy. I encourage everyone in the chat to get involved. Make sure you make sure you post and share the links. That's what makes us successful. And if you have any questions or comments, please don't hesitate to post your interaction makes our show even more dynamic and engaging. So I'm generally thrilled to have you each of you every Monday, uh, Tuesday and Sunday evening before Sean Kelly into the night, your presence and participation are what makes chasing prophecy a success. So keep those comments coming guys and share the broadcast. Your support helps us. I just want to, you know, make sure. And don't forget every week our show is sponsored by the United public talk radio. I want to thank them for their support helps us bring this fascinating conversations to you each and every week. So settle down and get a cup of coffee or whatever you like. I'm not here to judge. And I'm going to welcome Barbara onto the show, but I just want to make sure before we do that, just remember, um, if you post in the chat and you stay for the entire show at the end, we're going to do, um, some mini readings. So I hope you're going to be helping out. Okay. So good evening, Barbara. And thank you so much for coming onto the show. Oh, thank you, Jenny. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. So Barbara, before we get started, I just want to get some information. So you're a psych psychic channel. And could you share with us um, how you first discovered that you have psychic abilities? Well, my psychic abilities really revealed themselves early on through music. And I was very, very young when I started climbing up onto the piano and figuring out how to play. And I taught myself to play. And then I was writing music by the time I was... 12 or 13. Oh, wow. And that process is really the process of channeling. And so I think channeling is a lot more commonplace than people maybe imagine it to be if you don't know what it is. But think of a jazz musician who, who does, um, who riffs and does uh, ad lib. Um, that's all channeling where you're going into this kind of non-physical place and listening for information in that case music but that was really what set me up 
for later on becoming a channel. Uh, and the other thing that set me up was when I was in high school, my friend Mike said, you have to come and see what my mom does. And I was like, what does your mom do? And I went and she was a channel. We didn't call them mm -hmm. channels at the time, but she would close her eyes and she always had this beautiful picture of Jesus behind her. And she would, she said she'd go into outer space and she wouldn't remember what she said, but she would talk to us in this voice of we, and mm -hmm. it, it was the most beautiful information. It was just really all about self-improvement and self-love and thriving. And there was predictions in there, mm -hmm. but really a lot of it and the focus of, of that information that was coming out of her was about how to, for me to better my life. Uh, so, so that's, and she, she said she was an antenna. That's how she described herself. So there wasn't any dead people or aliens or any of that. It was just <laughs> kind of channeling human beings, their higher power back to them. So, so a channel is like you're channeling somebody or something. It's just like you're just not psychic. You're actually going into this sort of meditated state. Is that correct? Yes, but I, you know, I think the being psychic is a is kind of a broad term actually, because I think, you know, somebody asked me on another podcast I did today about what's the difference between being a channel and being a, like a psychic intuitive. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, I don't think there's really a lot of difference. Mm -hmm. uh, psychic intuitives pick up information from this mysterious unknown source and feed it back to whoever they're reading for and get glimpses into their life and their conditions. Uh, through that kind of mysterious process. And that's really, really mm -hmm. what it is as well. Okay. So many of our listeners are curious of what's entailed in being a psychic channel. You know, can you, can you describe what experiences, what experience is like for you when you are channeling? When I first started to channel, it was very chaotic in that I had all these thoughts myself Mm -hmm. I was sitting there going, you can't tell these people that you don't know what this is. And, and so I, I would, I would try to picture my ego kind of little tiny, like I saw it little tiny, like sitting in a little mm -hmm. rocking chair and it would, then it could kind of go on and on, but it's what my, the voice of it was really little and tiny. And that left kind of this big space for me to listen for the information. And it really feels like it's just me talking but the information that's coming out of me is so deep and prophetic and profound that it's really bigger than just my human mind can produce, I think. Okay. So you don't have like, when you, how can I put this? You don't go like, I see, I see some use a, like a writing board, like they start to scribble, like, right. You don't do anything like that. No. Or use no. any cards or anything like that or any kind of palm reading or hold anything from someone like a piece of jewelry or a picture. No, I just go into my meditation and then I start to speak. Okay. And ha have you had any psychic experience as a child? Anything profound happened to you as a child? You know, not, not really. I was so absorbed in in my focus in music mm -hmm. that that kind of took up all of my my intuitive attentions 
because I, I grew up in a very turbulent household and a lot of abuse. And so writing music was a kind of a survival technique for me. I just want to pause and say a shout out to Cindy. Thanks for being here tonight. And Anthony, thank you for being here tonight. And if you have any questions or comments for um, Barbara, just make sure you post them. And if you stay throughout the, the show towards the last uh, 15 minutes, we're going to be doing some readings where she's going to pick, we're going to pick two people from the chat. So if you stay through, you'll get a reading. If not, can't. <laughs> okay. So yours is your psychic ability came through um, music, you think? Yeah, it really was the setup for for developing this ability to listen into the into the. So it was auditory. So yes. did you did you have to did you concentrate? I mean, did you practice this, or is this something that just it came easily through, like using your senses of hearing? Once I started to channel, when I, when I started to channel, it was through automatic writing. It was kind of mm -hmm. spontaneously automatic writing my hands. Okay. That's so what I meant. So you over. do, you do yeah. the automatic, like you got, you get I did pencil. it. You do yeah. this thing where you would just, you know, like scribble, like, and it came to you. I no. did. And that, and then I, then I started to speak it. Okay. Now, did you have any kind of spirit guides that a lot of psychics say they have, or did, or did you just meditate? Um, did you have a particular, like, I guess, spirit guide or angel? Well, when I first started to automatic write and I said, who are you? Mm -hmm. The answer was sound. So sound. They said sound. And as somebody who had been writing music my whole life it wasn't a stretch for me that somehow this these this information was coming out of some higher it's really power. interesting when you say that sound um the the this the end i don't know what you want to call it a spirit or came to you and it said sound it didn't you didn't hear a sound it said sound well i was typing at the moment so it really was coming through my hands more than okay. it was coming through my intellect. I'm trying to understand this. Yeah. I was, I was like watching that. the, I was watching the words being typed as they were being typed. You were typing. Yes. Okay. And sound. Okay. I'm, I'm just trying to get a mental picture of this. So in your practice, have you ever encountered energies or spirits that w were challenging to communicate with? I mean, were they anything that was hard to communicate with? And how, how did you handle it? How did you, you handle know, the situation I, if it was? I, I really haven't. No. I really haven't. I, you know, I, when I was channeling in the beginning and doing individual readings, nobody asked me if it was somebody else or what was going on. People would just come and they'd get the information and then they come back. So it was valuable mm -hmm. to them what they were getting. But um, it wasn't until I started doing groups and the women who I was doing groups with said, who are you? In a reading, they asked, who are you? And they said, we're angels. So they oh. went from sound now to angels. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now when you say groups, so this is this sorority that you call it? Yeah, psychic sorority. Okay. Now you came, how did you come together? I mean... I'm trying to get a grasp on this because I care a lot of psyches. I talked to a lot of over the past four years, I've talked to a lot of psychics and I just wanted to know, like, were you scared or upset 
when this happened? Did you think there was something like, where are these voices or sounds coming from? No, I wasn't at all. In fact, um, it was just the opposite because I had been seeing Eunice was the mentor that I had. She was the, the psychic that went into a trance and would talk to me. I knew what was going on, but mm -hmm. I mean, I was still very surprised that I had this ability to do it. But how old were you when this happened? When I first started channeling, I was 32. Wow. It was 1987. And was there any kind of like traumatic event that happened that brought this disability on? Mm. You know, I think it was really the death of, it was the first person in my life to pass on. One of my dear friends died and okay. I went into this kind of tailspin and then um, I started to get, have all these audio sensations of, you know, like he was talking to me. Mm -hmm. And, and so really that was facilitated kind of going deep when like death does, it sends us deep yeah, into death an emotional Yeah, death does bring place. a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, it does. Um, it brings on a whole depth of emotion that you can't comprehend yeah. sometimes. It's just like overwhelming. And it seems like grief brings it on too. Like when you're grieving somebody and you're you're praying to, I don't know if you're praying to them or the universe, you know, sometimes it brings it on. So tell, tell me a little bit more about the sorority sisters, the psychics. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I had in 1993, I'd wanted to do groups. I was really curious. I'd been channeling now for five or six years and uh, I had was a big fan of Edgar Casey. Oh yeah, Edgar Casey, the Association he, for Enlightenment. Yes. And he, he used to do small groups. Uh, he did a lot of individual readings for people who would write mm -hmm. in, but I was just curious and I thought, well, maybe we could record it and transcribe it and I maybe get it published in a magazine. Yeah. And, but nobody that I knew, um, as my clients were interested in doing this. So I sort of put it aside and then I got a referral for a reading, uh, with a woman named Teresa. And then okay. she came and she sent five or six of her friends. And then she sent her best friend, Kim. And when Kim came, she, everything changed. The level of the reading was accelerated. Um, I was speaking faster than normal and she, would not normally come for a reading. She was, I'm not a political person, but I'm, I'm using this as a description. Okay. She was, she was a, she was a Republican businesswoman. She, and she'll tell you, she had, you know, matching pearls and pearl. There's nothing wrong with a Republican businesswoman. <laughs> absolutely not. I am totally not criticizing, but, but she was not somebody who would gravitate towards going to see a psychic. She would just okay. think that was just too far out. But like mm -hmm. most people who go to see a psychic, you do when you're in crisis. Yes. When you have nowhere else to turn. Yes. You'll do anything. Most and definitely. so she came and she got such a huge uh, boost after being so sort of disheveled and chaotic for so long. Mm -hmm. She went home and she transcribed her tape. And then she called me the next day and says, well, what does this mean? And what does this mean? And nobody had ever done that. Yeah. So um, we started talking and they... Teresa and Kim started coming to my gigs. I was gigging in Minneapolis where I was living as a musician. And on our breaks, we would just talk, 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 talk. And I, I think probably about the same time, they said, 
hey, we've got all these women and we're all talking about this. Maybe Barbara will come over and meet with us. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, here's my group. And so we called each other up and we we scheduled our first group was December 14th, 1993. So in two days, it'll be our 30th anniversary of the very first group that we channeled. And from that, everything has transpired. Oh, Absolutely wow. everything. So, yeah. Well, how many people were involved in this? In the first group? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think there were maybe eight of us. Cool. So when can you explain how you prepare yourself to channel? Do you sit down in a quiet room, light some candles, put some soft music on, have a glass of wine? What do you <laughs> what do you do? Uh, I don't. I I pretty much uh, make sure everybody's ready, and then I close my eyes, take a breath, get out of the way, and start to talk. It's really not. It's there's a there's a prayer in the beginning, uh, invocation of protection, and mm -hmm. then and then it's just off I go. And okay, I'm just so you're talking. you're a psychic. You're not a medium, right? Or are you both? Well, what is a medium? Someone who can uh, who can communicate with dead people. <laughs> I don't know. I I can and I do, but I don't do it in the way that um, like spiritualists do it, or maybe John Edward. If you remember John Edward, yeah. he would you know throw out a name and he'd tell yeah, you all about you the have a C, C. Okay, let's try an experiment. Can you um, say for me? Let's let's have, can we do a little mini reading for myself right now? Because we're going to pick two people. I mean, can you do something right now? Like, can you can you do it right over the? I, I I'm good with questions. Okay, if I give you a question, yes. Um, now when you say you you can communicate with spirit, like deceased people, but it, it, like I said, this is my gifts are not like that. They're not on demand. They're not just okay. okay. I can pick out the dead people. I can pick okay. Out all so those. I can say um, okay. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to think of a question you, I can ask you. Do you? Can, is there anything going to happen uh, in my personal life? Okay. Um, is there anything that you, you can you get any information like that? Like, or can you like um, wondering about my mother who passed away? Um, can she, can she see what's going on here? Does she see what I'm doing? You know, stuff like that. Can you do something like anything like that or not? Well, I would see your mother as being very close to you very much on a daily basis with, and not just you, but other members of the family. Mm -hmm. Um, your own communication with her is there. You have, you sense her, you sense times when you feel com communicating with her, although I don't sense that you feel uh, like it's consistent or that you can do it all the time. But there's there's times where you feel her presence and wish that you could have more. And she's um, she's been when she first passed, there was a sense of um, kind of rest, like regrouping after uh uh her passing uh but uh i see her there i see her there constantly hmm. i don't know if that's a good thing <laughs> <laughs> i always wonder you know because there's a lot of transitions that go on i just wondered if if um she's approving of anything if she's not happy 
anything. Hi, Casey. Um, Anthony wants to know, how do you protect yourself so other people's thoughts stay with you? So other people's thoughts stay with me. I'm not quite sure I understand that. So other people's thoughts don't stay with me? I, I'm. What I do is, I before I go into any reading, any channeling session, uh, I do a prayer of protection where we command only the most divine light shine down upon us at this time and the greatest good be present here. And I have never had any trouble with errant spirits getting stuck in me or any any of that kind of um those ideas that somehow we're attacked or we're overtaken mm -hmm. or we're not protected i i've just never experienced any of that okay he said um yes don't stay with you so he's yes confirming that okay. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Avey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. Okay. That's cool. So you think my okay? We won't go into that. So how do you um, how do you manage your um, emotional and mental impact of this being a psychic? How do you protect yourself when dealing with intense, heavy emotion or information? You know, I don't find it to be much different than regular life. Um, I have been through well I've been channeling since 1987 so I've been through a lot of different kinds of experiences I've had experiences where my ego got involved and it had a hard lesson uh, I've been trained by my own um, like studies when I was studying with Eunice for 17 years I would see her readings and then I would go forward and see what they really meant. You know, when somebody gives you a prediction, you, you kind of mm -hmm. always formulate what you think it's going to be. And so I would do that, but then I would pay attention and I would, I would note what actually took place as opposed to what I thought it meant. And so after a while, I just developed a rapport with this kind of uh, art, I guess I call it an intuitive art. And yeah. I, I just, I've never experienced anything that required any kind of deep uh, kind of protection or uh, I did at one time do a channeling. I was called to do a channel for a woman. She said she was in school and she was investigating a um, old situation that, that they were 
charged with seeing in a new way. I think it was a journalism class. And so she picked this unsolved murder that had taken place when she was young. And what she didn't tell us was the 12-year-old girl in her family who had gotten murdered what had been her best friend. Hmm. So in that channeling session, I had to actually see the murder of this family. Oh, wow. So that was a situation where while it was going on, I was really detached from it. I was very numb to it. But it was the next day when Kim and Teresa and I got together the next day and started to kind of piece together what we had seen. And we went back to Kim's house to do another session to say, what in the world yeah. is going on? And the angels uh, explained that you know, this mission that we were on together, the three of us required that they were three of us for these kinds of situations. So that when one of us were being like, in that case, I was seeing these murders. And so I needed their support. And in other cases, they needed my support. So they had built in this kind of way in which we supported each other and we learned as we went. So that's always just been my experience. How, how many angels are there? There, there's a group of angels that stay with you when you do these channeling, or are they different angels every time? Well, there's a, quite a collection of we call it the party now, mm -hmm. and um, after the the angels uh, revealed themselves, and we worked for four or five years, Kim and Teresa, and then we published our first book, Diaries of a Psychic Sorority talking mm. with the angels. And after that book came out, uh, I got a call from a tabloid in London. Oh. Oh. And they were looking for an interview with Princess Di from beyond the grave on the one year anniversary of her death. And as I told you, I never, I don't do those kinds of things. That isn't yeah. really my ballywick, but I decided to channel via typing. I thought, well, I'll try it. I'll imagine going to her and I'll imagine listening. And so I kind of channeled the questions. I channeled the answers and then I printed it out. And when I read it, I was really taken because it was so detailed about her, her life with Dodie and what happened with her kids yeah. and what happened on that night. And, but her big message was that if everyone who loved her and put flowers in front of the palace after she died would work for peace that we could all have world peace. That was her big message. And so at this time, as I started to uh, realize that I could do this, well, the tabloid flew me out to New York and interviewed me for five hours, but they didn't want the interview. Uh, I'm sure because it didn't have any dirt about nothing. Charles. Yeah, nothing. And Camilla. No and so my agent and I thought, well, maybe there's other dead people you know, who want to talk, famous dead people. So we made a big list and we started to ask. I'd go in my mind, I'd think, you know, and the next person up was Nicole Brown Simpson. Oh. And that was also very eye-opening to me, very eye-opening interview. Uh, just her take on what he went through growing up in a racist kind of situation and so you did communicate that. with her or not? Yes. Did you? And did she say who who killed her? Yeah, she, he did. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
And that was where I learned because I always thought when you passed on, you went in, you get went to this very peaceful place. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. No, no, and she was like, "Oh heck, no, <laughs> not when you're you've been murdered by your husband and you your children." So are left where did she him. go? What did she What did she say? Well, she's just she was just constantly with her children, just constantly looking over yeah. them, looking after. Oh, them. so she's she didn't pass. She just sticked around. Now that's what I mean. So, um. When they're here looking around, they're not, they didn't go on. They're, so they're still on this plane. They haven't gone to the next level. Well, or do they? Or they come there, back and forth? There's really, there's really nowhere to go. There really isn't any different place to go. And that that was what came out of my talking with Einstein. Um, okay, let's that, talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's yeah, talk about Einstein. So, so in this, in this whole interviews with all these famous dead people, we got to John Kennedy and he said that, uh, there, they were already writing this book. So they were going to tell us who was next. And that's when he brought in Einstein. And when I was channeling Einstein, this was the voice that had been coming out of me since I first started channeling. In fact, this was probably the voice that, um, was with me when I was young doing music and mm -hmm. sound. It was very, very familiar. And, and, uh, and so he, he began in that interview, he be, really began his kind of unified field theory that he eventually brought in, in my other books. But he went on to explain with the work that I've done with him, how it is that we, um, create the physical reality how we have these perceptions of reality and he actually delivered in 2005 i did a book just for him called imagining einstein and he delivered to me his unified field theory from afterlife which was something he could never do in real life oh, wow and it included maps of human consciousness and uh a process that we called conflict revolution because this was the process that all, the angels all those years ago told us they were here. They, they had come here. They had this process to resolve conflict that they needed some humans to test. It was this revolutionary way that they thought humans could take control of their own energy that would then also lead to world peace. And they called it world peace one person at a time, starting with self. And they gave us these step-by-step -step instructions and asked us if we would test out their theories and sure enough the three of us had conflict and we referred back to the channeling sessions and we applied this kind of new perspective of how to deal with them and everything started to change that's amazing so when einstein revealed himself it's like because you asked you what you asked was how many angels are there and who are they well <laughs> it morphed from i'm an antenna to now there's these angels, which I was skeptical about just because I'm a skeptic. Yeah. But the three of us said, you know, in fact, Kim, the least spiritual of us said, you know what? I don't care if it's the Easter bunny. What they're telling us to do is changing my life for the better. It's It was just activating us. and So and that's where the activ grow. activism piece comes into play? Yes. 
I want yes. to just take a real quick break um, and just I want to do a shout out. If you're just joining us tonight, we have Barbara Whip. She's a psychic channeler and a peace activist. And I just want to say thank you, Cindy, Casey, T, Sebastian. Thank you for the compliment. And if you have any questions, Cindy, just put in the chat. Do you tell people what songs their loved ones are relating to? Not not generally. <laughs> okay, Cindy. Yeah. Okay, so I just want and thank you, uh, United Public Talk Radio, for sponsoring tonight. Um, so Einstein channeled you channeled Einstein. He gave you all these messages that you would not know if it wasn't for him telling you it, like those formulas and yes. and he and everything is about peace. And they um that seems to be a real big topic with a lot of um spiritualists, um, people who believe they can communicate with uh, extraterrestrials. They're always wanting to bring peace. And that seems to be a big thing for you guys. Now, and you talk to your angels. Um, a lot of people who are skeptics or people who in the religious forum or people who don't believe in communicating with um, deceased or angels might say that how do you know you're not com communicating with something that's, you know, malicious or like a fallen angel? How do you, how do you know? And how do you protect yourself? Is it just that prayer? Cause once you bring one of those in, they say it's very hard to let go. Yeah. I, I have never had that experience. Uh, I'm okay. not real sure how to explain that. I've never had that experience. Uh, but, or I think early on, when Kim and Teresa and I were working and we had these questions about surely people are going to tell us that there's going to be some kind of fallen angel that's going to yeah, sneak you in know. and take over yeah. us. But, and they, but, are, they do exist. They, they do exist. Sure, they surely do. But I, I've always felt like, and I think I said this, is that it's really not that different in spirit than it is in real life. There's people walking on the round in the world who will kill you. Oh, yeah. You know, so so whatever that sense is of how we protect ourselves in life or from spirits in afterlife, um, I have never seemed to have now, not that I haven't had, you know, bad people who I yeah. think are evil around me, but that protection really comes from within us. And. I have just always had that kind of protection and I've never, never felt threatened by evil spirits or feeling like I'm going to get subsumed <laughs> or turned into a puff of smoke. Um, <laughs> right. Anthony wants to know, so, so do you go on team investigations and use your abilities? I really don't. I have a very specific, uh, art talent, uh, gift and I always tell people, think about it like Einstein. All right, Einstein could tell us the secrets of the universe, mm -hmm. but he couldn't remember where he put his watch or how to brush his hair. You know, he he had a very specific focus, and that's kind of how I explain my gift. Is that in my readings, if you if you come and have a reading with me, there'll be predictive stuff. There'll be stuff that has to do with your mother if you ask and there'll be that information but the gist of what i do is really 
for a bigger cause. It's for a greater good. It's a focus on this process of world peace, one person at a time, because right now we're in a world where, you know, you bear in mind that, uh, Jenny, I started doing this 30 years ago when peace, world peace was not really a big topic. I mean, it was yeah. the 90s and we were probably in our most prosperous, peaceful time. Well, things we aren't had. really peaceful now. Okay. No. So we're talking about peace. You're a psychic. What do you see? We're in this really oh, time mm -hmm. that's so, I mean, I, I don't even know how to explain what the times we're in right now. So what do you see for the future? We're coming into 2024 with the election coming up. We're seeing all these wars and Israel and Russia and the Ukraine. And so do you see anything positive or anything coming a positive resolution? Or do you think we're on a downward sweep into the apocalypse? Um, I really have this great hope myself. I know it's very odd considering everything you mentioned and that, mm -hmm. that is true. But what's going on is that all of these horrible things are eliciting a kind of compassion from people that even right now, we all don't quite know what to do with it yet, mm -hmm. but it's coming up and people are finally, finally saying, wait a minute you know, wait, it's too much. It's too it's much. Too we need much. to do, we need to do something. And those of us in the United States, we've been pretty sheltered from having that core gut feeling that the rest of the world is going through in every war zone that we're probably involved in. Mm -hmm. So to have us finally going, wait a minute, this is just too much. There's a lot of compassion that's coming up. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a Netflix movie. I forget the name of it, but everybody's talking about it. Um, Obama produced it. Uh, does anybody know oh, what I it is? I just heard about that. What is oh. it called? Oh, it's a brain freeze. I don't have my phones. Does anybody know what that movie is on Netflix? Um, with uh, Julia Roberts. Because I, the life. I mean, I could Google it, and I'd probably end up losing. Let me see what that's called. Netflix movie. I just watched it on Saturday. I just and watched with, it. Uh, Julia Roberts. Yeah, everybody's talking about it because they said it's some kind of uh, leave the world behind. And that's what it's called. Leave the world behind. And they're all talking about it, saying it's there's people that are asleep right now and there's people that are awake. The people who are awake understand that this is some kind of, they're just like, they always do it. Hollywood warns us. And um, there's going to be some kind of a big blackout. And, and we all know about the three, the three days of darkness that they'd mentioned in the Bible. Um, it's going to, when they're going to knock out the grid. And so it's like, how can you even talk about peace when, according to these people or these higher people that they're saying, no, you're not, we're going to, everything's going to fall apart. We're going to have a new, new world order and all that. And, but they're, they're, they're predicting it. What do you say about that? Cause you're, you know, you want peace, you're a peace activist. So what, what is your comment on that? Well, I think that the future is not set in stone and that there's, transformation happening right now within the human system and human individuals. And you might not see it instantaneously. There's still horrible things going on in the world, but there is this huge movement that's been going on for 
civilizations, you know, where we are, as you mentioned, this is not just another day. This is an incredible time of uh, life and death and good versus evil. And I just have a lot of faith. I have a lot of faith in humans. I think humans are made out of compassion. I think that's what's at our root. But we've been given this ability to make free choices, free will choices. And until we all figure out how to make free will choices that have to do with compassion and and uh, and peacemaking, um, that's where we're here to learn how to do. And yeah, it's tough and it's horrible. But I, I refuse to abide by any prediction that says it's the end. I wouldn't do that for my own life. I wouldn't no. intend to manifest the end as if it's out of my control. So I have to do it for the macrocosm as well. Absolutely. Okay, we're coming down to the last 20 minutes. So we're going to do, um, Cindy is going to be the first person. Now, Cindy, do you want to come into the studio? I can give you a link. I'll post a link if you want. You can do audio or video or both. These are only five minutes, Okay. Or whenever Barbara and wants to say, get I'll do out. my best. Like I said, <laughs> like I said, it's, you know, I can, uh, I don't, because I'll post a link and I'm going to, I'll post a link and please people do not pope in. We're only picking two people that were in the whole time. And Cindy was one of them. Okay. So I'm going to put the link in there. So please be respectful and don't just sit in my studio. Cause I'll kick you out. <laughs> okay. Um, you can do the audio if you don't want to do video and that way she can hear your voice, pick up any kind of cues. Cause she's a listener. Cause she's audio, you know, she listens and she can see you too. So, um, yeah, there's so much stuff's going on right now. And to be honest with you, there are days when I just feel like overwhelmed and I've noticed like I go on a lot of social media platforms and I, I listen to people's videos and I go on TikTok, even though I don't think you should, because they said that that's not a good thing to do, but I listen to a lot of people and they say that everybody's feeling overwhelmed, like this feeling they can't sleep. They get up the same time every night at three 32 or three 28 and they can't go back to sleep. And everybody feels like there's something like in the air, like there's a heaviness. Do, what do you say about that? Do you feel, is it, could that be anything psychic or something going on? Well, the there is, but you know, this is a whole shift in how humans relate. In 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 our world, we call it we're 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 installing a new operating system. So everyone's being pushed to this edge for this change that's coming up. And what I love, and I guess why I'm so optimistic, is this information that Einstein's brought forth and that we've researched and developed it's miraculous it it has changed my life so profoundly to be so i don't i sleep well at night and not because i think the world is not what you described but because i know what my mission is i know i've been here and i know i've been brought back here to, to have this effect in the world to become the change in the world and i wish well, I, I, this is what I do on my world peace tour. I'm teaching and training conflict revolution. I'm inspiring people to understand 
that they can have a whole different relationship to the world through their relationship to themselves. And the idea is that this is kind of the broad sweeping idea of conflict revolution is that as within, so without. So when we go yeah. in with this new map of this, these, this human consciousness and this new way of relating to our inner world and bringing peace within our inner world, it naturally manifests outside ourselves. It's, and it starts in the microcosm. So microcosm. I'm not saying that instantly I can cure all the ills of the world, but I have a profound effect on how I can transform my own life. And that ripples out into the world and affects other people and uh, other situations. And if more and more people are being driven to this point, then we are going to make that change. Okay. Cindy is in the back. Go ahead, Cindy. Um, if you have a question that you'd like uh, Barb to help you with, I'll do my best. <laughs> Hello, Barb. Hey, Cindy. Hey, any, any question is good for me. Do you see anyone uh, related to me? As far as in afterlife? Yes. Um, I don't specifically. <laughs> <laughs> Is there somebody you want to ask after? Um, no, no one in particular. Uh, do, are you able to tell people who their uh, angel guides are? Well, I can see that you have a... I guess what I would call a team. It's a team. And, and some of it is ancestors, ancestry that has been through, you know, we all have grandmothers and great grandmothers and great, great grandmothers that come down through that. But you also seem to have a couple of guides that look to me like they're, um, it's almost like they're shepherds. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, and, and and so in that angelic form of and and what I take that to mean is that you know shepherds a shepherd is really close to the earth and the animals and a very very uh like practical life and so you've got that kind of strong guidance around you in practicalities as opposed to like I have Einstein who is like Woo! Huge, you know, huge thinking processes and huge idea, ideas. But but these angels, they're really a lot, or the 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 shepherds, the the two particularly that I see, they're really a lot more about very basic, you know, making sure you don't get in a car accident and making sure you have what you need. So you have a lot of that, but you've got that in yourself. You've got this big resilience. You know, you've been through some pretty major stuff in your life and come out the other side uh, with this very strong resilience within you. Yes. Well, yes, you are spot on on everything. Amazing. Oh, good. <laughs> Glad I can help. <laughs> Definitely amazing. I can relate to all of that. Okay, Anthony's coming on. Thank you so much, Cindy. And thanks Thank for joining you. us tonight. It was great to have you on. Anthony's going to come on in a second. 
Yeah, it's really amazing how you spot on her. Hmm. That's amazing stuff. I wish I could do that, but I don't I don't think I have the um I guess that would be the patience or I don't know, to sit there and try to channel. I mean, I got a book on channeling, but I never wasn't something I could do. I don't think it is a unique uh process i think i tried to do i tried to do that automated writing one time after my brother died it was freaked me out because it was like oh my god this was his handwriting <laughs> it's getting scary right? so i quit <laughs> yeah, that's it i don't know why i wasn't scared about it it's like whoa <laughs> see i would be scared okay here's anthony he's not is he on yet okay there's anthony go ahead go ahead good evening oh, anthony. Hey, anthony hello everyone hey yeah. texas yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yep. Texas. So what's your question for Barb? Um, my question is that I'll be moving here pretty soon. Let's go. There's a, oh, there's a, hold on. Let me, my computer's freezing. Okay. Well, I just have to go with that. It's feedback on my side. Uh, my question is that I'll be moving here pretty soon my paranormal business I'll be getting a looking for a new house so how is that going to come out good or bad it's going to come out good but um don't be daunted if it if things don't fall into place boom 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 right right away don't be discouraged by any of it there's something that's very specific that's coming for you very specific house and it's not going to be the first one and it's not going to be the second one um if there's something already that you're thinking about that might not happen but it's all because eventually in the right timing it might be a little harrowing you might feel like oh it's getting close or whatever but it's all going to work out as long as you keep feeling and breathing through all those changes and keeping that focus on, you're going to fully intend that you're going to get exactly the right situation, exactly the right house that you need so that you don't hold on so that if something falls through, um, don't get discouraged. Don't think, just let it go. Pivot. That's what we, what, that's what we call it. Like you know, in basketball, when you pivot, it's like you don't sit there and go, well, why didn't the ball go where I needed it? You just pivot. So and and then it's really great the outcome of what you're looking for and where you're going so that that's that's what i see for you that's awesome that's awesome thank you, you any bet. other questions before we get you out <laughs> oh i got a ton but i would take up too much time <laughs> we'll let you have one more um i also um for me yeah okay um, well, I also have two podcasts, two paranormal podcasts. I have my team, which is uh, Texas Race Hunters. And so how is that going to pan out over there? Hmm. Um, I think there's going to be some changing of a team, maybe team members, a team member. Uh, someone new is going to come into your business circle. And it might not seem right at the beginning as if that person is 
needed or even pertinent, but there's just something you're going to meet this person. There's something about wanting to bring them in. And then at the right shifting of how everything is going uh, and they're going to be really valuable. They're going to be able to provide you with some stuff that you've been wanting to have in that, in that work, because it is a lot of work. And uh, they're going to be bringing in a spe specific, special, uh, maybe a talent, uh, maybe how they edit or s something that they're bringing that's really going to add to the to the team. And you're going to find some new um, maybe sponsorships or funding. There you go. And and that's going to be exciting later on in the in the late winter. So that's good. Yeah. That's great. That's great. That's what I needed to hear. I mean, getting yeah, yeah. kind of down because there's so much. Where are you moving to, Anthony? San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. Oh, are you in uh, Texas now? Yes. I'm about five hours from there. Oh, so, yeah. It's not too far. Mm -hmm. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll yeah. be fine. I was just in Corpus. I love Texas. Yeah. Okay, Kathy, if you're there, um, that's the last one we're going to do, Kathy, because um, you were in from the beginning. So um, there's the link I posted. Thanks, Anthony. I appreciate it. It was All great right. seeing Thank you. you. Thank you, Jane. Thank, Thank you. you, Barbara. We'll do that one more if she, when she comes on, and then we'll call it a night. We're only here for an hour. It goes pretty fast. It does. Um, yeah, there she is. Okay, Kathy. Hey, give Kathy. your question to Barb and see if she can help you out. Okay. Um, I don't know what kind of question to ask. <laughs> uh, am I on the right path for my spiritual journey? Yes. You just have to shift your understanding slightly. Because part of what you're doing is you're looking for kind of for this path outside yourself. Like what is what are the what am I supposed to be doing? Um, is there some activity or is there some practice or is there some something outside myself that I'm supposed to be doing spiritually? But really, your whole purpose here is to learn to love yourself. That is the bottom line. And everything that we are given, every test, every situation, every person, every relationship is meant to help us ultimately learn how to take care and love ourselves because we can't give what we don't have. So when we're trying to be really giving, which is good, it's good to give love. It's good to be loving. But when we don't really have that sacred love for ourselves, it kind of falls short for our, for our whole development. So if you just kind of look that way more, there's more that you can actually be doing. Like, oh my gosh, it's not about being a psychic or being an author or being a this or that. It's about how you're going to love yourself. And that's something we can do yeah. every day. Yeah. Good. good advice. That's basically what I've been doing lately is looking within because I know that I, I, <laughs> I check out everything <laughs> and, uh, um, 
I came to realize that two days ago is that I have to go within and follow that journey in order to awaken and be conscious of everything. Yep. Yes. Advice. Well, thank you, Kathy, for joining us and thank you for tuning in. I'm glad you came on. I'm, I'm glad. I love seeing you in the chat every week. But you have a great night. God bless. Thank you. Bye -bye. You too. Mm -hmm. Wow. Good advice again. Good advice. Well, we have five minutes left. Is there anything you want to tell our listeners and across everywhere? FM 107.7, 105.5. 3 Mississippi streaming <laughs> all over eight different platforms now. I would just like to say that I am on this world peace tour and if you go to barbarawith.com b a r b a r a w i t h.com and you can sign up for and find uh all the places that I'm going to be on my tour. If you want to uh if you're in a situation where you want to bring me to where you are. I'll offer my services. I do group channeling. I also have a big reading sale going on right now wow. and all my books are, are available. And I just want to leave everybody with one quick tip for conflict revolution. Uh, what we're trying to do, there's two things we're trying to do is feel all of our feelings through our breath work. All right. So think about emotion more like electricity rather than an intellectual thinking process. And then if we separate our emotion from our intellect, then we can witness what we're thinking. And as going back to what Kathy was saying, she's going inside and she's mm -hmm. going to witness herself and she's going to see where her thought processes are degrading her or not respecting her or somehow defining her as less. And then she's going to have that opportunity to make that shift uh, with the thinking and then also the feeling and breathing. And those simple tips move energy and clear up our inner space so that we can start to naturally manifest around us the things that we want and intend. Mm -hmm. So you can see more of all that training at my, at my yeah. website too. Well, we're going to have to check that out, but I want to thank you so much for joining me tonight. It was a pleasure meeting you. It was a pleasure listening to you. I definitely want to check out your books. Make sure you go to her website, check it out. And it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And you have a great uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year and a great yeah, rest of the night. <laughs> absolutely. All, all right. right. Good night you. all. Wow. That was interesting. Very interesting. I learned a lot every time I come on here. And I learned uh, a lot every night. Uh, it seems like there's so much to learn. Um, I'm not so sure I can do the channeling. I probably could. Oh, gosh. You see that mark on my head? Where is that? On this side? I got beat up by his big 10-foot Santa Claus out in my backyard. Um, I was trying to... I put it back up after the wind. We had some rain and some slush and he's huge and he fell down. So I went out and I'm trying to, you know, I got the stakes and I'm putting it in the ground. I couldn't get the one in and I tried a little bit harder. And then there was this one that was in my way. It was like six feet away. I could have knocked out my eye. I pulled, I pulled it from the ground too hard and it 
was like a boomerang and it hit me. It does you can't see, but it was bleeding so bad. Looks like a pimple, and it's not a pimple. It's it's a, a big knock on the head. It bled. And my daughter-in-law, she called the ambulance and they came with some bears. They came. She is really good, Cindy. Yeah, Barb. She's uh Barb said, Wow, the world needs more people like you. Um the world needs more people like you guys. Um for tuning in every week considering it was such a big change um i miss the boys i do i like to have them back sometime i like talking with um john and i like talking with sean yeah i was okay anita it hurt so bad i mean it knocked the wind out of me because it was fat it was it was taunt it was very taunt it was like a boomerang i am so lucky it's looking how close it is to my eye i could have knocked my eye out and it just hurt so bad. I had to keep ice on it. And it, it, it's funny though, because it's not funny. It was, it was big, but it's going down now, but I'm so lucky it didn't swell. I put that ice on right away. The paramedics probably thought I was an idiot. <laughs> They're always coming. I'm, al I'm always hurting myself. I don't know. I'm like so clumsy or what I'm doing things that men should do. That's the problem. I'm not a man. I'm a woman. And I got to, I got to remember that when I try, I want to do everything. You know, I, I hit a certain age and I want to do everything and I can't, I can't do everything. And I got to tell myself that. Yeah. Thank God it didn't hit your eye. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. I love all your comments. Okay. I got to, I got to, I know Sean comes on at like, what, what is he like? Eight, 10. He's going to hit me. <laughs> He's going to hit me. But next week, next Tuesday, I believe it's the 19th. See, Stan Gordon was supposed to be on tonight, and we got our schedule screwed up. So he's on the 19th. Michael Anth Mark Anthony, um, I'm not quite sure what his scoop is, um, but he's into the paranormal. He'll be on Sunday. So I shall see you Sunday at 7 Eastern. Make sure you you're in the chat. Make sure you share the link because I want this to grow. Um, I want this to grow bigger. I wanted to get back to the way it was when the boys were on because we did really we were we were hitting the numbers. We were getting like almost a million listeners a night. And we're I think we're up to I think um, the manager of the station told me that one of the Sundays or the Tuesday we were at a hundred thousand. Um our sound cloud is getting up there. What's that, honey? <laughs> it's okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you next week before Sean yells at me. So thank you again for choosing to watch Chasing Prophecy on 107.7 in New Orleans and 105.3 in Henderson Point, Mississippi, and streaming all over the world. Have a great night, guys. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. I got to get an ending like Sean's. <laughs>